So it's really important when you're starting your group at the beginning. So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate? To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Elite Agent Secrets. Today, I'm joined by Laura Griffith. Now, Laura has been in real estate for over 15 years and strap on your seatbelts because she's outside of Aldi, Virginia, and she is the Facebook groups queen. Now, over the last few years, she has built up her Facebook groups that do primarily all the her lead generation to over 10 thousand moms that generate over $20 million in real estate. Now, not only is she running her own business, but now she turns around and teaches you guys, aka all the agents, on how to do what she has done in fraction of the time. Today, we're going to cover lead gen with Facebook groups. We're going to talk about the advantages and disadvantages of joining a team or maybe even leaving one. And in topic number three, we're going to be talking about working real estate into work-life balance, whatever that means. (laughs) So, Laura, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. And it sounds like you don't have work-life balance. (laughs) I I, I definitely don't. I definitely don't. I'm a. If you know me, you know I'm pretty much 24 seven, 365. I have a great business. I'm trying to improve the personal side of things. Yeah, um, it's, it's been, you know, sun up, sun down, wake up, work, go to sleep, 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 maybe work in my sleep and then do repeat, rinse and repeat. Even though I have a beautiful wife and beautiful kids, um, I need more time with them. That's for sure. So I can't wait to dive into that one. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks for having me. Before we do, I actually want to give you the floor. Take us back to day one. Take us back to 15 years ago when you first started and talk to us a little bit about why you started and the first few years of your real estate career. Yeah. So I was in the real estate industry in California. And then my husband, uh, medically retired from the Air Force. And so it brought us out to the Washington DC area, which is where we are now. Um, And I took about two years out of the real estate industry off and then um, had my daughter and decided, I think I wanted to go back into some real, into the real estate industry in some capacity. Um, and so I talked to the agent who sold us our house and I said, Hey, I think I'm going to be an agent. Um, you know, do you have, do you have any openings on your team? I didn't know how this worked. I was like, how do you pick, you know, a broker, all those things. And he's like, absolutely. And so I, uh, joined his team. Um, and we were about maybe 10 agents at the time. And then when I left his team, it was, I don't know, I think we we're over like a hundred, maybe 200 agents. He'd started his own brokerage and then it, you know, snowballed from there. So, um, it was definitely one of the best things that I did because it gave me the work-life balance <laughs> because I was working for those few years I took off, I was working a corporate job as a bank manager. And so it was like 60 plus hours a week and I had a new baby and that just didn't, that didn't really work out for me in my life. Wow. Now, do you remember how many deals you did year one, year two, year three? Oh my gosh. Um, not that many. I probably was doing about four to 6 million a year, which is not a lot. Um, and I was getting leads from my from the owner of the brokerage um, and the team lead. Um, so that's kind of how my business was. It was lead online leads um, from you know, all the usual suspects and uh, doing open houses um, was mainly my lead generation at the time. 
Nice, nice. So, you know, when you say four to six million, some people would kill to have that kind of business. Yes. Right? <laughs> right. It's it's kind of crazy. Like perspective is a funny thing. Um, one of my really good friends says that. And when it comes to perspective, it's it's you know, now that you're doing 20 million, it's totally different, right? But most agents are struggling in this market. You know, they're they're trying to figure out how to put a deal or two deals together. Uh, meanwhile, like you're writing multiple deals in a week or maybe even a day. So what do you think was that big shift where you were doing that four to six mil and then you went, obviously it was gradual, but you got to 20 million. Like, what do you think was the biggest difference? Was it like the consistency or doing more of the same thing? Or was it, you just had a completely different radical approach to how you built your business? Kind of a two prong. One is I hated it. I hated real estate. I wasn't enjoying it. The online leads is the was the worst thing to me. Like people wanted me 24/7. If they click that button on, you know, the you know, on the website, you know what I'm talking about. They click the button to view the home. Like those leads were coming. And I, you know, our team lead was like, it's speed to leave. You have to pick up the phone within the first second and the first ring. And, and I was stressed out. I had a newborn. Um, and then about two and a half years later, I had my son. So, you know, at some points I had two kids. And I was stressed. And I think the clients could see that I didn't, I didn't like it. I hated meeting random people. I didn't like um, the speed to lead thing. I didn't like giving up my nights and my weekends. Um, and so it's I, like you're I, just describing my life right now. <laughs> I, I hated it. And I know it it showed on my face. And even my friends would say, like, you were miserable. And um I had just had my son and I was a friend of mine said, Hey, I know you're on maternity leave, but can you list our house? I said, absolutely. I'll, you know, whatever, that's fine. Um, and they bought a new construction. So we were listing their house and I was, had a newborn, a two and a half year old. And I was so sleep deprived that I literally put the open house signs up, up and I, they had a townhome. So I had to go up the stairs and put one on their railing. And I was backing out and literally a car was behind me. And I backed over this car and I was like, it was right. Like if I had just, I was on the phone, I was, and I was so, and at that moment when I backed over that car, that was like, like right behind me, like there was no way I could have missed it if I'd been paying attention. But at that moment I was like, okay, I'm done. So I said, I'm not doing this anymore. I gave up my maternity leave to do these two deals. And I'm, I was sleep deprived and probably had a little postpartum. And I just was like, I'm done. Can't do these online leads anymore. And my husband's like, just take a moment it'll be okay. And I was like, I need to figure out some other way of doing this because this wasn't working for me. And I saw all the top agents in our office, like deals were magically coming to them. Like it was some, like there was some sort of a magnet and like, it was just like magical things. Like, do you have some magical, I'm like, I need to know what your pixie dust is. What is this? Like, how do you just have this happen to you? Um, and so I took a little bit of time and kind of just took a little bit of time off and just kind of like refocus on what I wanted in my life. And during that time, I had started a mom's group because one, I was struggling as a parent of two and as a new mom and with postpartum and all the things. And um, a couple of moms started reaching out to me for my group to help have me help them sell their house and buy a new one. They were trading up. And it was kind of easy. Like I knew these people, I knew them. They, I wasn't competing with 10 other agents. They weren't trying to take half the commission. Um, and I started to realize that this was a better way of getting leads from people who knew, like, and trusted me versus dealing with the online pay-per-click lead people that I didn't enjoy anymore. Yeah. I mean, that, that business that you're describing is definitely tough and it's not made for everyone. It's not. I think it's one of those. So I, all I've done ever 
in my life, or that's how I started. I moved into a brand new area, brand new, you know, not knowing a single soul, like any of that is I've done internet leads, online leads. And it's a brutal world out there. However, you, yeah. you, you just kind of learn to go with the flow. Um, it's not for everybody. I'll tell you that. It requires a lot of thick skin, re- requires a lot of discipline, a lot of consistency, a lot of determination, and a lot of, okay, next type of attitude. And I, and I struggled with that for a very long time. So I'm definitely not perfect. Um, but that's what got me started and got the momentum going to be able to do the numbers that I'm doing now this year. Um, and it's, and it's one of those things where for me, it was predictable. I knew that I had X amount of leads coming in. I knew I had X amount of conversion. I knew that I had to have X amount of conversation. And once I started taking that super unemotional approach, it was game over. It was yeah. like, oh, you know, you're shopping for somebody else. Great. Unless you're willing to sign a buyer broker agreement at this moment, then I just don't have the benefit and capacity that I would like to work with you. Oh, what do you mean? Great. Like, I deserve to get paid for my time. And here, here's what the terms are. Here's what my system, here's what my process are. In order for me to serve you at the highest level in service, like this is what it's going to look like. You wouldn't go and hire an attorney to represent you in a criminal court case without dropping a retainer and signing paperwork, correct? Yes, uh-huh. great. So I'm a real estate professional. This is what I do full time. This is how I feed my family. This is my, this is my process. These are my steps. You're more than welcome to go find somebody else if this doesn't work for you. And so many agents can't do that. And, that's, and I couldn't in the beginning. Perspective is a funny thing, right? When I, I started getting in the freaking car and I started wasting my time and I wasn't making any money and my wife was pissed off at me because I'm <laughs> wasting my time and she was 120% right. That's when I was like, okay, I got to change something here. I'm not, I don't just go and open doors for people. There's value in what we do, what we provide. So I'm not surprised that when, when, when you were looking for something else and you found the Facebook groups, you started becoming a little bit different even more valuable. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know, if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show. So let's dive into topic number one, because Facebook groups are so underutilized because everybody thinks we all hang out on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and that's very well a good majority and a good portion of people, but there's still a high and a highly active user base on Facebook that does go for those things to those groups. So talk to us a little bit about how you build up such a massive business with Facebook groups. Yeah. I mean, Facebook groups, if you look at Facebook as a whole, right? I mean, everyone's got a page because we need social proof and you need like a billboard for your business basically is what your Facebook page is. But if you look at your numbers, you're not getting much engagement or reach with Facebook pages. Um, and let, and, and I mean, unless you're running a lot of ads and, and whatnot. So when I discovered that my Facebook group was starting to feed my business, um, I really started to lean into it. And I went to um, a couple of women in business um, seminars and conferences and stuff to learn from other women in the industry that weren't in real estate. They were in like completely different industries to see how they were utilizing Facebook groups because a lot of industries were using it. But we were not real estate agents were not and I could not find anybody who was teaching in some methods. So I got some methods from people who were doing it for like MLM type Mm -hmm. uh, industries. 
And um, what I've learned is if you have a hyper local community group based on your geographical area and you nurture it, you get a ton of engagement, ton of reach. And it's like your own, um, it's your own billboard. It's your own ad running 24 seven um, where people start to think you're just some local celebrity and they want to use you because they already know, like, and trust you. So when I leaned into that and really poured into the content that I was producing, capturing people's emails when they joined the group, and then nurturing them outside of Facebook um, in different ways, I realized my business started growing and I enjoyed those relationships. I enjoyed running into a mom at Target, her recognizing me or my kids, having a conversation and it naturally flowing to, hey, I'm thinking about buying or selling a house. Can you help me? That just felt so much more natural to me. And it just felt better than having to... You know, someone clicked a button to see a house. I had to run over there at two o'clock on a Saturday afternoon because I had to see it right then. Like it felt, it was more natural. And I ended up having um, more success because I think I was happier and they could tell that I cared about them um, versus, you know, just a random online lead. So it really having that hyper hyper local community um, and engaging with it and nurturing it has really been the biggest thing for me in my business. Yeah. I'm not I'm not surprised with what you're talking about here because I think on Facebook with the groups, not only can you establish the authority because you're posting and you're running the group, but then you can have a lot more of an intimate interaction with people too. Right? Like give us some maybe examples of what you post in a groups and how do you have those conversations? Because I'm assuming people come into your group and there's a post in there. Hey, I'm looking to move to XYZ area. Do you have a realtor? And I'm I'm sure Laura gets the notification, right? And people tag you, but there's are the other realtors in there too jumping in. So talk to us about the dynamics, structuring, and how to really even get started. Because 10,000 people, it's a lot, but you got to start with one or two or five first. Yeah. And I started with 10 of my friends and I didn't think anyone else was going to join. And then they added their friends and their friends and their friends. And then it just it snowballed. But so it, don't worry about people not joining. If, if you're providing some sort of value, people will join your group. The only thing I will caution you is I talked to an agent last week, wanted to start a Facebook group in their area. They were in Florida. And she gave me the name. And I was like, there's six other groups with that same name. So one of two things, you can do it and see if you can overtake the number one group with that name, or we can come up with something better. So you definitely want to make sure that before you start a group that you're naming it something that's geographical to your area. So like the city name, county, you know, area, and you need to make sure no one else has it, (laughs) because that's half the battle. Um, But as far as content, it's really a mix, but I'm never um, in my group saying I'm a real estate agent, use me, I'm the best. Um, And I don't sell in my group. Um, and that's one thing that when I do audit Facebook groups for other real estate agents, it's like, look, you're you're in there just selling like hard all the time. And, and that's why you're not getting engagement or people wanting to join because no one wants to be sold to, right? When you walk on a car lot, like I know I don't like to be jumped on by five different, you know, car salesmen and they're pushing me into, I like, I just like to kind of weave through the car lot and look at the cars and figure out what I want to buy. It's kind of the same thing, right? They're kind of feeling you out. And so, so, the, so, so talk to me about what do you mean when you say hard selling? Like what like what's the that mistake that you're seeing? It's like, oh, I'm a realtor, use me, like literally like like blatant posts like that, or it is, yeah. It's, it's really yeah. And I've also seen in some of the when I'm auditing Facebook groups for other realtors, I'm seeing too in their description, it's you know, my name is Susie Q. I'm a real estate agent in XYZ City, and I give back rebates, or you know, you gotta get my buyer like in the group itself. In the group and in the group description, 
which mm. is killing you because no one's going to join knowing that someone's going to sell to them, right? That's sure. they're wanting to join a community where they can, you know, kind of feel like they're part of something. So um, I, I do have some um, real estate content within my guides. Um, so, you know, I do have a buyer and a seller guide. I have about me and my kids. I have community-based guides, like where's the best parks, breweries and wineries are really big where we are. Um, community events and things like, you know, 4th of July, Christmas lights, pumpkin patches, all that stuff. And as far as content, it's really a mix. It's a mix mm-hmm. of some posts of feeding the algorithm, like, um, drop a gif on how your morning went. I could totally fill that one out today. <laughs> My morning went. Um, so it's like really short, quick, like feed the algorithm. You know, sometimes you'll see um, <clears throat> what was your first car growing up? You know, just quick little things, right? Just to engage when people like to talk. Um, I do some community-based ones about, you know, like this pizza parlor just opened up. You got to go check it out. We just went last night. My kids loved, you know, this pepperoni pizza. How cool, you know, look at how, you know, it looked really good. Um, and then I do a little bit of some, um, tips and things like that in there, like around daylight savings time, you know, and I do weave in a real real estate agent into it about, you know, when I'm at home inspections, one of the most common things I see are expired smoke detectors. And so, you know, with it being daylight savings time, it's a good time to check and see are your smoke detectors over 10 years old and make sure your batteries, you know, have been replaced. So I do some posts like that, that do weave the real estate in there, but I'm not, standing up every five minutes and saying, I'm a real estate agent. How look at this beautiful house I just listed, or look at this beautiful house I just sold. Um, because I think it'll turn off your members. And, um, I do occasionally do posts real estate. Like if I have a coming soon listing, we can market ours 21 days before. Um, I will say in my group, Hey, I know the, the real estate market's really tight right now. I have this loud and mom house coming up for sale. Here's a little bit of information about it. If you'd like to get a sneak peek or would like to be one of the first ones to see it the day it goes active on the market, let me know. It's a it's a loud and mom exclusive. I do weave it in that way. Basically, and I, like soft call to actions, not like, uh, hey, yeah. are you buying right now? Call me. It's like, hey, the market's a little bit tight. I got some exclusive. You're in my insider group. Let me know if you need anything, type of thing. Yeah. And then, in, and I get a lot of relocation people. So I do, you know, I've got a relocation guide um, and a relocation guide that I act in the group and that I email out to them and then I have a nurture system. But um, that's, you know, that's really important to have that. So whenever anyone's moving to the area, like I, I, I'll send them a guide with like the, some daycares, best neighborhoods, um, a little bit about the school district, all those kinds of things. And then I, some other soft sell posts that are really easy to post if you have a Facebook group is, um, what's one thing about your home that you could change? If you could change one thing about your home today, what would it be? And who doesn't Ooh, have like that, that one thing, right? Like your yard's too small. I hate my neighbor. My HOA sucks. Um, I haven't another baby. I you know, only got two bedrooms. I need three now or whatever it is. And that's a good way to find people who are slightly raising their hand that they're thinking about buying or selling. But where else could you poll 10,000 people or even 5,000 people. That's, I mean, you're to see who's thinking about buying or selling a house this year. That is the best way to do it is post these little questions throughout the year and you'll get people who raise their hand and say, Hey, I'm actually thinking about it. Um, and if you need help with um, content questions, I've got my top five ones that are guaranteed to get you sales. If you go to my website, it's group two leads.com slash top, ten, uh, top five. I've got five posts in there that are, really geared to like getting you sales from your Facebook group and they, they can help you with figuring out a content plan uh, for well, you. What do you. What do you think was like the hardest part about getting your group to the numbers that you have now? 
once I got over that first 500 to 1,000, the first 500 to 1,000 is the hardest. And once you get to um, about 500, Facebook thinks you're real. <laughs> that sounds really bad. Facebook thinks you're real and they'll start promoting you to other people that match the demographic of your group. So it's really important when you're starting your group at the beginning, um, invite your friends and family, but be really selective, right? So I'm in Northern Virginia, outside of DC. My family's in California. My husband's family's in Texas. And I've got some family in Nebraska. I was not inviting my out-of-state family to join my group because I don't want to skew my algorithm. I only want Facebook to pull people that are local to me. Local, yeah. Local. So, and you know, you can do a variety of things. I ran contests at the beginning, like, hey, whoever adds the most number of friends gets a chance to win a $100 gift card to Target. You can run ads to your group, not from your group, but from your business page to add people to your group is a really great way. If you really want to come out like fast and furious, you can run ads and you can get a couple hundred people within just a few days um, into your group. And so you could, you know, some people are getting like a hundred people a day added to their group just from running ads. So it's a good way to just jump you real quick if that's what you want to do. Um, and then to circle back on your real estate question about realtors. So this one's touchy and I know it's controversial. I do not. And this is no realtors, no mortgage reps. I, I got I got burned recently by a mortgage rep who was uh, recommending other agents and, and taking leads from me. Um, no title reps. Um, because it's the same thing. Every, you know, everyone's in the business. But I do not let real estate agents... Um, in my group, I know it sounds harsh, and I just kicked one out that I found out was in there, and she got really upset. But how I, um, how you want to think about it is, if you're doing an open house, right? So you're hosting the open house, you've done all the marketing, you're sitting there, you're taking all the you know unrepresented buyer information, and uh, would you let another real estate agent sit there at the kitchen table with you taking the buyer information? You would. No. So why are you letting them take that from your group? So it's I you know I have an admin who helps me a little bit in my group um, and I don't let her prove anybody because I want to see who's joining the group. I look at profiles. I make sure they're not a real estate agent or I make sure that we're not in the same real estate groups. That's the biggest way to find them is that you'll say like you've got groups in common because um, a lot of people don't have it on their Facebook um, profiles that they're a real estate agent and I just don't let them in. And I know it's harsh and I know sometimes I have a little bit of anxiety when I have to delete them out of the group, but it's the best thing. Don't let them in because they're going to steal leads from you. And you're putting all your time and money into this. Don't give away your leads to somebody else. I think the toughest part is figuring out who is actually a realtor before yeah. or after you let them in. Yeah, and you I know think what? moderation of the group is the toughest component of it. It is. So yeah, like when I add them, I'm looking to see if we're in any groups in common. Like I'm in a lot of real estate groups, especially local ones, because that's really easy. Um, the other thing I do is um, you can do keyword notifications. So anyone, someone, anytime someone puts a real estate agent or realtor in the group, like, hey, I'm looking for a real estate agent, we're just moving to the area or whatever it is. I'll look and see. And you know, people recommend me, but I'll also look and see if someone says, hey, yeah, I'm a real estate agent. Oh, okay, there you are. Boom. <laughs> or this sounds really mean too, is if they say, oh, my husband is, mm, sorry, like we just, I'll delete them out of it too, because that's also, again, um, they're advertising their husband's business. So it's hard. Um, and like I said, some one slip through the cracks and has been in there for two years. I didn't realize it till the other day um, until I met her at a, at a work or a brokerage thing for a brokerage. And she's like, oh yeah, I'm in your group. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that's too funny but that's the reality you're running a business there's nothing really wrong with that right so when, when we're talking about a lead generation this is a, your main component mm -hmm. um i'm with you 
you, you have to police your own group. Now, I know growing was a little bit challenging. Moderation is definitely a little bit challenging. What's the one thing that you wish you knew before we move on to topic number two when it comes to lead uh, Facebook groups or Facebook groups for lead generation? So, yes, there is one. So one thing I did not when I first started out, there are different Chrome extensions you can use. But when people are joining your group, they can answer three questions. And there's Chrome extensions that'll take that data and take their metadata from them and dump it into a spreadsheet for you. And they can put it into your CRM or your email service provider. So one of the questions always should be, what's your email address? But you have to have a certain question there for people to give it up, right? Like you have to give them something for them to give you their email. But you need to use that Chrome extension because you need to capture that email and dump it into your CRM. I went the first few years without knowing that this existed. And I lost out a lot of emails or I was just putting them in a spreadsheet myself, which was taking so much time. It was like horrible. So there's different Chrome extensions. Definitely recommend using those. And make sure you are collecting the email addresses because one day you could make a mistake, um, especially when people are posting pictures of their kids and things. If people post pictures that are a little bit risque, their children not clothed and things like that, Facebook could shut you down for violating their standards for like child porn and stuff. It, it, it can happen. I've seen other agents lose their groups. So by having the email addresses, if Facebook takes that group away from you today, you can restart a group by emailing all the people like, hey, the group got shut down. Here's a new email. The other thing to do is um, if you have a, a spouse, significant other, or someone you trust, have them be another admin for your group. Because if you get your personal profile shut down for something, you can have that other person still run your group until you can get your stuff back up and going. Um, like I have my husband. And lastly, um, one thing that I was not doing was I was nurturing people on Facebook. And about three years ago, I changed this. Is I started taking the email addresses I've been capturing and nurturing them offline once a week. So an email goes out with a with a newsletter with some information. It's a, it's a whole series that I do. It's 52 weeks of emails and they're curated for different times of the year and different things. But you really need to nurture the people outside of Facebook because so often um, I'm finding that they'll call me and say, Hey, I've been in your group for years, but you know, I'm not as active, but yet I um only when I need something, but I've been getting those emails from you and they're resonating with me. And and the one you did about, you know whatever it is about the holidays or whatever, I started having me think about, I need to buy a new house. And because I'm getting the weekly emails, they started, you know, thinking about buying a house from me. So definitely make sure you're not only nurturing online, but you're also nurturing offline because it's so important to hit them at different, because you just never know when something in the group's going to kick them off to saying, Hey, I need to buy or sell a house or something in their email is going to prompt them to want to buy or sell a house. So definitely having that two, two fold system. Yeah, I think I think the um, owning the data is huge. So mm-hmm. before we move on, what's your favorite Chrome extension? Do you have a specific one? Because you said there is a few. There's a few. The top, um, there's two that have it. There is, um, uh, oh my gosh, uh, there's Group Kit that can do it for you. There's Group Leads that can do it for you. And there's a few other. Um, if you don't want to pay for them at the beginning, I was just cutting and pasting and putting them in a spreadsheet. You can do that. Um, but those extensions, um, they're, they're really minimal. I want to say like maybe under $300 for the year or something. I mean, in the grand scheme of life, it's pretty minimal, um, to have them. It just takes the data. It's an investment in your business and it's a write-off. Yeah, it's a write-off and it's not that, I mean, out of, when we think about lead gen and the tools that we buy, you know, that's, it's pretty inexpensive from what other tools are. 
Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. 